When I was in Australia, I learned some Aborigine words like boo, which means to return. Because when you throw an ordinary meringue, People say, oh, I'm in PR, I'm in PR. But I think I was 12 years old when I had a paper round. <laughs> so here I am, Milton Jones, world-famous celebrity chef, with my sister and chief waitress Susan, and my wine waiter, Anton. It's time to book a table and try today's special as I send you away from my restaurant with another case of Milton Jones. <laughs> It's the opening night of my brand new restaurant, The Stuffed Goose. It's very exclusive. Kate Moss, Tom Cruise, Robbie Williams, none of them can even get in. But now that I've nipped home to get the keys, it should be a lot easier. <laughs> Tonight we're greeting everyone in person. Madam, sir, lovely to see you. Ah, oh, good evening, madam. Very good. Oh, Milton, this next one is a famous actress, and her husband owns a newspaper. Hello, we have a table booked for 8.30. Welcome to The Stuffed Pig. Thought it was called The Stuffed Goose. No, I was talking to your husband. What? <laughs> didn't come here to be insulted. That's a shame, fatso. How oh, nice to see you, oh, sir. Shall I take oh, your gloves? Princess Alexandra of Kent, now. I, I'm afraid Milton says you'll have to wait for a couple of hours. Oh, I don't mind. Good. Put on a uniform and take this pastor over to table seven. Just had a call from David Beckham. He's phoning about his tables. Well, he can't eat here until he's learned them. Now, Milton, keep your eyes peeled for anyone from Michelin. I think I'll be able to spot a Michelin man, a bloke with googly eyes and covered with white tyres. <laughs> He's called Monsieur Lefebvre. If I see him, I'll say to you, um, this is Monsieur Lefebvre. He'd like a nice seat by the bar while we prepare his table. Understood. Can I hit him? Maybe you should get back to your kitchen. Busy night ahead. Absolutely, and everything has to be right down to the last detail. Well, my name's not Gordon Ramsay. It's not. Really? Anton, change all the stationery. <laughs> Milton, table five are complaining about their creme brulee. Pass me my blowtorch. Ow! Anton, bring the fire extinguisher. I think Dame Judy Dench has learnt her lesson. <laughs> Milton, 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 Milton Jones. Hey. So how did I, Milton Jones, end up as a renowned celebrity chef? My mum was a dinner lady. My dad was a dinner gentleman. <laughs> Together they gave me the best start in life possible. Prawn cocktail. <laughs> they say fast food is bad for you, that it makes you put on weight, lose concentration, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> After college, I was lucky enough to get a job working at a traditional Scottish restaurant, McDonald's in Glasgow. <laughs> I was very much a company man and determined to follow the training to the letter. This is your last warning, you nasty, slimy, tiled surface. No more slip-ups. Milton, I think you're taking this caution wet floor sign too literally. <laughs> Are you listening to me? I'm your boss. So, can I take your order? Right, that's enough. I'm going to give you such a kicking. Do you want to make that a large one? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Firstly, if someone orders chips, you don't need to say, do you want fries with that? Uh, okay. Secondly, why did you tell the waitress to get into the chip fryer? Her badge said hate her. Her name's Heather. Ah. It's all right, boss. He was only having a laugh. Was I? I don't believe you for a second. Lies, lies, lies. That's one whopper after another. Do you want fries with those? Get out. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the opening of the stuffed goose, things were getting frenetic. There's the vegetarian option for table nine. What's that? It's a loaded revolver on a silver plate. 
with a note saying, please do the honourable thing. If you're too weak to pull the trigger, just ask a member of staff for help. That seems a bit harsh. Come on, the theme of this restaurant is a fusion of east meets west meets north meets south, so if there's one thing we have to serve, it's meats. <laughs> After being fired from McDonald's, I thought of my grandfather who'd spent a lifetime in the kebab business and was buried with all his equipment. I couldn't help feeling he'd be turning in his grave. <laughs> Still, I'd met Heather. It turns out she was heiress to the huge Scotch tape fortune, but her dad had cut her off and dispensed with her. <laughs> she was always provocatively dressed. Well, she wore a T-shirt which said, Do you want to fight? <laughs> I invited her round to my sister's for dinner, along with my friend, Anton. Why did you invite them to my place and not yours? Because they're my two best friends and I didn't want to feel like a gooseberry. Then why are you wearing a big hairy green costume? No, this is my homemade camouflage gear. I got it from an army surplus store. There seem to be far too many of those these days. Well, I don't see why I have to cook so these two can come round here and... Hello. Oh, hello. You must be Susan. And you must be Anton. Oh, I'm afraid your girlfriend's not here yet. Heather? So I... Oh, she's not my girlfriend. Oh, I'm sorry. It's none of my business. I no, shouldn't... not at all. How could you know? It's no. just Milton didn't say. Well, I suppose maybe we do look as if... It's not what I'm saying. Know. I'm looking for... No, no, no. I would never assume for a moment. Although you can never completely rule out any... Hey, everyone! What do you think of my camouflage trousers? Ah, <laughs> oh, I can't see them. Exactly. <laughs> no, Milton, you're just standing in your pants. Bother. Eventually, Heather arrived, and after dinner, the conversation turned once more to my camouflage gear. Hey, Milton, your homemade camouflage is very effective. I'm over here. <laughs> oh, yes. Get off my sideboard. Sorry. Maybe you should be considering a career in the army. In my spare time, I'm in the TA. <laughs> How marvellous. How did you end up doing that? Well, after college, I went to an army careers advice centre. And they advise you to have a career in the army. You should have seen it coming, really, shouldn't you? <laughs> Maybe. Well, I was in the territorial RAF. Really? The TRAF. The TRAF? Okay, I was a traffic warden. <laughs> well, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but I'm in the special services. Not Julie's Pantry, South Mims. No, Milton, he means they work with elite British forces behind enemy lines. No, actually, it is Julie's Pantry at South Mims. <laughs> but there's a secret SAS catering facility. Ah, so the food has to be in and out before they realise it. <laughs> Maybe you should join up, Milton. Maybe you'd learn some discipline and independence. That is so unfair, Susan. Can you do my laces up? No. <laughs> so you're going to join the army or what? Well, Uncle Derek was ex-SAS, wasn't he? No. Okay, ex-MAS. Ex-MAS. Okay, he used to be a Father Christmas. <laughs> my great-grandfather played football for the army all during the First World War. All except Christmas Day, when apparently a spontaneous war broke out. <laughs> I decided then and there to join up, so I booked an appointment at the Army Recruitment Centre, but unfortunately, it didn't go too smoothly. Look out! He's got a gun! <laughs> no, 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 I, I want to join the Army. I thought this rifle might come in handy. Oh, I see. This is the Army Careers Advice Centre, isn't it? Yes, and my advice is to hold it the other way round. <laughs> oh. So, what qualifications have you got for the Army? Well, my uncle was a bomb disposal expert, and the moment he took me into a minefield, I was determined to follow in his footsteps. <laughs> well, uh, I'm afraid that doesn't really qualify you for a sign here. <laughs> 
The next thing I knew, I was abseiling down a cliff face in Norway. Eventually, I got my bearings, and I made my way to Aldershot for basic training. <laughs> I was put in the kitchen unit. Six weeks later, the initiation ceremony was over. And I was ready for a career in military cooking. But it didn't go according to plan. First, there was the mystery gas attack on our barracks a few hours after my fig and cauliflower souffle. <laughs> and then there was the mix-up over pudding. Milton, the men are desperate. Could you come up with something to raise morale? Uh, okay. Dessert, everyone! <laughs> Dessert! Where are you going? <laughs> Hello? When I left the army, I found readjusting to civilian life very difficult, especially after my training in riot control. The worst time was that chip shop in Newcastle. Why, eh? I'll have cotton chips twice, please. Certainly. Oh, and I'm a bit thirsty too. Can I have a teaser, please? <laughs> Milton, he's still moving. Oh! Nice. After that, I lost touch with Heather. But then one day, I saw her in the street wearing a T-shirt saying, Fight Poverty. So, just to impress her, I went over and hit a tramp. <laughs> she was very impressed. We ended up back at her hotel room. Milton, I know it's no easy. But please, you have to open up to someone. Milton, get out of the minibar. I'm not well, Heather. I went to the doctor's because I thought I had a yellow, crusty rash across my stomach. Oh, no. Turns out I've got Pringles. <laughs> I'm sorry, if you want to talk about it. No. Soldiers are very emotionally repressed. Sometimes you see one of them go into the middle of a parade ground and shout, Attention! <laughs> then all the others freeze. Their body language becomes really stiff and... What they need is a hug. Well, that's what I thought. I know. My father was in the Scots Dragoons when they joined up with the Queen's Own Regiment. Ah, to form the Royal Highland Drag Queens. <laughs> Heather and I decided to go into business together. We wanted to open a chain of coffee shops, but we needed a gimmick. We decided to theme it around TV entertainers from the 70s. There'd be one on every street corner, and we'd call it Tarbucks. <laughs> Welcome to Tarbucks, sir. Can I take your will to live? Thank you. Oh, this is exciting. Oh, look, that man's dressed up as Frankie Howard. That's right, madam. Uh, Anton? Yes? Say it. Who are Mrs. Titty Ye Not? Oh, look at all those photos and all that memorabilia on the wall. Yes, that's part of Jimmy Savile's car up there. Really? Yeah, apparently he couldn't fix it. Now... Would you like a good life veggie burger or an eight half hot mum curry or perhaps a Frank Spencer summer fruit beret pie? Can I just see the last of the summer wine list, please? You've even got someone dressed up as Joe Pasquale mopping the floor. No, that is Joe Pasquale. <laughs> My great grandfather would have been proud of me. He ran a chain of retirement centres for gentlemen detectives. Everyone wanted to stay at Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Recently, I found parts of his diary. September the 16th, 1878. Today I caught one of our residents making a nuisance of himself. Hello. You're really furry. And you've got massive antlers. Somehow I don't think you really grasped the concept of a deer stalker. <laughs> February the 4th. The best friends of gentlemen detectives launched their own What's On magazine. July the 12th. Today, an amazing new nanny arrived who makes up long words and can fly over the rooftops. Just a spoonful of sugar. But not if you swap her umbrella. 
<laughs> February the 4th. Today I helped Mrs. Bridges pluck a turk. And there the diary mysteriously stops. <laughs> Apparently the butler did it, did it. Did it being the name of the butler. He was Turkish too. <laughs> later, my great-grandfather went on to work in service in the first bungalow in England, whose goings-on were later serialised in the TV programme Upstep Downstep. <laughs> but Tarbucks didn't last long. Not after the food inspector Angel Delight, you'd better lick things into shape incident. <laughs> Just then, someone came into the bar. Milton, this is Monsieur Lefebvre. He'd like to sit at the bar while we get his table ready. Tell him to push off with clothes. No, Milton, Monsieur Lefebvre. Oh, I see the enormous wobbly person with the stupid googly eyes. How dare you? This is my wife. <laughs> ah, this place will never be recommended to Michelin. I see no stars. Can you see them now? <laughs> oh. Punching the restaurant critic worked in my favour. I became notorious overnight as the rudest chef in the country. Then I began to experiment with all sorts of recipes. Black pudding, forest gatto, barbecue spare tyres, Haagen-Dazs ice cream with real Daz, <laughs> and tasty new cosmetic projects like chicken tikka mascara. <laughs> and so the opening night is over, and we're sitting round for a team supper. Oh, wonderful nuts, wasn't it? Oh, how about some prime succulent beef? Shall I carve? You can give birth to a baby cow. <laughs> That's amazing. No, I meant... Listen, our opening night has been a fantastic success. You're a great team, and we all need to trust and be there for each other. That is very much appreciated, uh, there Milton. There was something else. Uh, oh, yes, I'm leaving. That's right, I've been offered my own TV series. It's called Can't Cook, Won't Cook, What's It To You, Get A Life, You Scumbag. Anyway, that's great news. Anton and I can run things here. Obviously, we'll have to work closely together, with meetings stretching long into the night. Susan, I could never be in charge of a restaurant again. But you're such a wonderful cook, why not? I don't like to talk about it. We were making a birthday cake for one of the officers. The high-pressure icing bag exploded, scattering its contents over the men. I saved everyone I could. Oh, Anton, were you decorated? We all were. <laughs> but I was singled out for a special honour. <gasps> the George Cross! Victoria Sponge. <laughs> for my TV show, I travelled the world. In Japan, I was engaged as a dietitian for sumo wrestlers until one day I tried to throw a wobbly, but he just got cross and sat on me. Eventually, I found myself in Spain, in a tiny fishing village in a cafe, serving typically Spanish food. But the waitress looks strangely familiar. ¿Qué quiere usted? Susan, is that you? ¿Qué quiere usted in Beth in English? You look exactly the same as my sister. This is a restaurant. What do you want? Uh, tapas. Ow! <laughs> Why did you hit me with your ladle? I just said tapas. Ow! Listen, you look the same as my sister. It, it's incredible. We must be related. Here's a photo of her. It could be you if you ignore the felt pen, beard and glasses. Actually, you don't have to. Ow! Fair enough. Okay, maybe we look a little similar. I don't know. She'll never believe it. Even the tone of your voice. Look, I've got a dictaphone here. Look, tape us. Ow! That wasn't even close. Turns out I discovered a long-lost cousin. 
I vaguely remembered my mum talking about an Auntie Barbara who ran off with a civil engineer. Turns out it was an engineer from Seville. <laughs> and she went on to become the Barbara of Seville. <laughs> I couldn't wait to tell Susan, but when I got back to the stuffed goose, everything was strangely quiet. Milton, thank heavens you're back. The restaurant's in terrible trouble. Heather insists on deep-frying everything. Well, I like stuff that's been deep-fried. Mmm, this is tasty. What is it? The menu. <laughs> My compliments to the chef. Hey. Things were going so well with Heather and I that we decided to go into Glasgow to meet her father. We met in a traditional Scottish venue, just outside a burnt-out tenement crack house in the Gorbals. <laughs> eh? You'll be Milton? No, I am already. <laughs> and I've come to ask for the hand of your daughter. Uh, didn't you have a daughter? Come, come, how can a man cut off his own flesh and blood like that? No, no, you on the other, Malcolm. My wife and I haven't got any children. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Eventually I found Heather's father. He was obsessed with stationery. Mr. Jones, tell me, are you a glue man or a sellotape man? Well, that all-purpose glue, I mean, you can't use that as baby food, can you? <laughs> well, I know that now. <laughs> Sir, I suppose I'm a sellotape man. You don't sound very sure. No, no, it's sellotape and I'm sticking to it. Oh, good. <laughs> and I trust you've read my autobiography about how he invented sellotape. Well, I tried to, but to be honest, I couldn't find the beginning. <laughs> Heather's father was upset, so I tried to reassure him by telling him about the time I worked in a stationery shop where we sold stationery exclusively to pop stars. <laughs> Now, Elvis, uh, you want a new cartridge for your typewriter, don't you? Uh, I had some here a minute ago. Take the ribbon from your hair. <laughs> oh, yes, there it is. <laughs> Silly me. Uh, Liam Gallagher, uh, do you need a piece of sellotape? Yes, I have. <laughs> Much better than glue. Uh, Sinead, what's your favourite form of glue? Who? Yes. <laughs> Now, where is that post-it note? Stuck on you. Oh, sorry, thanks, Lionel. No, I still can't see it. Where is it? <laughs> Not again. Yes, you have to be very careful with glue. What was it, Kate Bush? Do you remember that man who glued his son to his face? The man with the child in his eyes. <laughs> then there was that other woman who got into a right mess with a stick of prit. Pretty woman. She was covered in the stuff, wasn't she? <laughs> Back at the stuffed goose, temperatures were running high. I'd left the oven door open again. <laughs> standing there was Juanita. Milton, what are you doing in my kitchen? What do you mean, your kitchen? This is my restaurant. What are you going to serve my customers, anyway? Tapas? Ow! <laughs> Here we go again. I thought I cooked something typically Spanish. What, a bull? <laughs> yeah, I could hold a red tea towel in front of the oven, then pull it away at the last moment. No, Milton, Spanish omelette. That looks absolutely fantastic. You are talking about the food, aren't you, Mr. Anton? Not my figure. <laughs> well, both are fantastic. Really, the family resemblance is remarkable. The characteristic Jones look with a bit of Spanish thrown in. Spanish eyes, English nose, German bite. Ow! Perhaps, Anton, a big, strong man could pass me this sauce? Certainly. I'll just brush past. Pardona me, senorita. You speak Spanish, Anton. <laughs> There's the HP. So tell me, Anton, have you ever been to the land of flamenco? I did run the Bulls of Pamplona once. Which is a wine bar in Harrow. 
Jose, it's like an imagine you running in tight shorts, your shirt open to the waist, sweating in the noonday sun. Being chased by the child whose clothes you'd stolen. <laughs> and tell me, Anton, did you ever learn to dance the flamenco? Anton, are these your false teeth? What's going on in here? Oh, Anton. Susan, I... Uh... Who is this rather plain-looking woman? She's your identical cousin. <laughs> now you mention it, she is rather striking, isn't she, Anton? Yes. Uh, no. Um... <laughs> then I felt like a change, so I travelled the world, staying in all the best hotels, and eventually I had enough towels to open my own. <laughs> The Milton Hilton, where all the carpets were Wilton. And on the cheese board, Wensleydale. The Milton Hilton is a great success. But one night, everything changed. Milton, I'm afraid one of the tables has sent back the seafood platter. All of it? The fish fingers? The goldfish? I'm afraid so. Crab sticks? Yes, if it's thrown hard enough. So I see. I went out and screamed at the people at table of six. They did the usual British thing of insisting that everything was fine, but I wasn't having any of it. Hey, come here, you get out of all the Come in here and tell you, you down. Right, sir? Come here, do. Burn that. Actually, Milton, the complaint came from table five. Bother. <laughs> then I looked and saw who was sitting at table five. Juanita, I didn't expect to see you again. And I didn't recognize you without the felt pen, beard and glasses. Your food is terrible. Does this mean you're not going to tip us? Ow! Is this how you treat me? Is this how I behaved when I came to visit you in your home and removed your roof tiles? So it was you? Maybe. You served me goldfish. What's wrong with that? I eat them all the time. They're good for you. And you are what you eat. It's barbaric. Sorry? What were we talking about? <laughs> These days I seem to have a very short memory. You are serving your customers goldfish. Well, perhaps that's why everyone likes hanging around the middle of the restaurant by the castle feature. <laughs> and your main course, Senorita Bella. <laughs> a tuna steak. Wait a minute. This is a can. Ah, but the tin opener is fresh. Uh, look, I'm taking it out of its packet. <laughs> is this how you treat me when I come under your roof? Actually, this is your roof. <laughs> In a way. I have never been so insulted. You should get the seafood on sale from sailor stores by the seashore. I can feel the spray of the ocean even as you speak. <laughs> to give us one last chance, she asked to try the dessert. But that just opened another can of worms. <laughs> In situations like this, it's important not to overreact and make rash decisions. So I knocked down the hotel and turned it into a cruise ship. So, are you feeling better now that you're not stuck indoors and you're out in the fresh air? Not really. Well, my father sent us a good luck present. He said it was a crate of sailor tape, but by the time I'd thrown away all the packaging, there was nothing left. Oh dear, perhaps Juanita was right. Perhaps we should have got the seafood on sale from the sailors' stalls on the seashore. Aye, it's nice to have the spray of the sea in your face, isn't it? <laughs> Where is Juanita? Oh, she went back to Spain. Ah, well, at least no one now can ever accuse me of not serving fresh food. Aye, fantastic. A huge glass bottom boat where the punters can just point at things in the ocean they want to eat, and we can just harpoon it for them. How's that cross-channel swimmer doing? <laughs> we scraped the batter off and threw him back in. Excellent. Oh, Heather, I wish this moment could last forever. Oh, that's a lovely thing to say. Who are you? You've been eating goldfish again, haven't you? <laughs>
The atmosphere on the boat is intoxicating. After a few days, we are all dizzy with excitement, but maybe that had more to do with going round and round the Isle of Wight. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the galley, things are chaotic. Milton, you can't cook pieces of the observation tower. I'm making crow's nest soup. <laughs> Try it. That's actually very good. Right, we need to get this ice cream and jellyfish out to the kids' party. And the guests are already getting demanding. Uh, here's your soup, Mr. Gallagher. I'll try and find one. See what I mean? We're running out of coffee. We need to change course. Turn hard to Starbucks. We can't keep making course changes, Milton. Last night we set course for the Arctic Circle just because we'd run out of ice. Listen, I am the captain of this ship. Whatever happens to the passengers and crew of this boat is my responsibility. <laughs> now look what you've done. Ah. I think we may have hit an iceberg. Everyone stay calm. Leave it to those of us who know what we're doing. Now remember, nine-tenths of this lettuce will be beneath the surface. No, wrong iceberg. Uh, this one is several thousand tons of ice. Brilliant! Slush puppies all round! Hey! The situation looks bad. To stop the water gushing in, I consider doing some Eskimo magic. But then again, I don't want to be thrown out of the Arctic Circle. <laughs> Turn to port! Turn to port! Heather, about this drinking problem. <laughs> we just need to see where this water's coming in from. If I can just get up to the poop... <laughs> Milton, this is no time to be laughing at rude words. <laughs> yeah, water. <laughs> That's it! We're all going to die out here! We're running out of supplies, too. I've just eaten the last sherbet stick. Time to fire the distress flare. Ah. <laughs> At least we got the life belts. Uh, you know those onion rings we had last night <laughs> that you said were a bit chewy? Right. Well, there's always the dinghy. You know that great big rubber pie? <laughs> so, oh, Milton! Suddenly the situation gets even worse. The band start to play Phil Collins. <laughs> Sadly, they go under. And suddenly we all feel a lot better. <laughs> well... Here's the ship seems to have reached some kind of equilibrium. Maybe we just stay here, wait to be rescued. Hey, look up there. Juanita! Anton, I come to rescue you! I leave it to Ah, now, normally I'd be more than happy to oblige, Juanita, but I'm a little bit worried about the glass bottom. I don't think it's a glass bottom, but there is a crack in it. <laughs> no, the boat has a glass bottom. Ah. Juanita. Perhaps you can use your ladle to bail us out now. We're sinking. Juanita, just stand still. If you move any more, you'll tip us. What did you say? Tip us! Ow! <laughs> that was another case of Milton Jones, starring Milton Jones, Tom Goodman Hill as Anton, and Debbie Chazen as Susan. It also starred Stephen Kinman and Lucy Montgomery. It was written by Milton Jones and James Carey, and the producer was David Tyler. The programme was a positive production for the BBC. And listen again next time when you can catch another case of Milton Jones.